0: again and welcome back. Today we have a special episode all about healing. We have three stories of healings. And all these stories came from CBN. Our first story has to do with a fisherman from Bulgaria.
1: When Stulian developed excruciating back pain, he was forced to spend days confined to a recliner. And that's when his wife got a brilliant idea. She took away the remote control and then played a tape on the TV that led to his healing in an instant.
2: Stuyan Yankov is a man of the sea, a proud fisherman for over 40 years. His story begins in his homeland of communist Bulgaria. When
3: I was a kid, my dad started taking me fishing. And we, he took me fishing once and then that's when it all started. We caught more fish than anyone else around us and I was on fire for fishing. Later on we, I found out that I grew up and I was uh, I finished eighth grade and was getting ready to go to middle school to learn a uh, trade. I noticed that the only people that can leave the country are the fishermen. They're the only ones that could leave the country so that's I, I wanted to go to a fishing school and that's what I did in 1972.
2: Stuyan went to a military-sponsored fishing school. He learned his craft well, but he
3: was also taught something else. You're in an environment where you're t- constantly brainwashed to believe in that system of communism so- slash socialism and atheism and evolution. You have to understand that there is no personal freedoms in communism and socialism. Everything is controlled by the government and you did whatever the government told you to.
2: He completed the four-year program, and Stoyan's first assignment was aboard the first Bulgarian vessel to trawl off the northwest coast of the United States. But Stoyan
3: had other plans. Everyone's dream at that time was to defect and live in the United States, in a country so powerful and so advanced. We all knew how advanced the United States was, but we don't know how, how much. While their boat was docked in Portland, Stoyan and two other crewmen left the boat.
2: A guard stopped them on the gangplank.
3: His job was to make sure nobody, no one came in on the vessel or left. But once every hour he has to go around the ship and check everything. So he said, where are you guys going? I said, well, we're, we're defecting. He said, no, you're not. I said, why not? Well, you know, basically the gentleman didn't want to be a witness. So he said, well, every hour I have to go around the ship. So when they disappear out of view, just, you know, Go ahead and leave. It was that simple.
2: Stoyan was free. He got a job right away as a crewman on a local trawler. As the years went by, he worked his way up to part owner of a trawler, making routine trips to Alaska. He soon met Angelique, and they married in 1986. She was a Christian, but Stoyan wasn't. He was this
4: big, tough, kind of ornery Alaska fisherman. Get out of my way, I'm coming through and I don't care.
3: My wife had tried to talk to me about God and Jesus, but I rejected it because of my background and and, uh, striving to be the best at what I was doing. He would get
4: really angry when I'd mention God or try to talk about God. And so after a while, I just stopped.
2: Decades of hard work took their toll on Stoyan and he developed excruciating sciatica in his back and leg.
4: And he was in a lot of pain, and it had increased to the point where um, he was immobile. And, And Stoyan had been in this recliner, sleeping and laying, sitting, for at least a week and a half.
2: As the pain got worse, Stoyan watched more television. One day,
3: Angelique had an idea. She took the channel changer away from me. (laughs) And you guys know what that means, when the man doesn't have the channel changer. (laughs) And she put the tape in.
4: My mother had sent us this video, and of course it was these incredible stories of miracles, healings, and people being saved.
3: At the end of the tape, when Pat Robertson started talking about this man that is sitting on a chair with excruciating pain.
1: uh, condition is being healed by the
3: power of God. He was basically describing me exactly down to the last detail. It was me and that's what got my attention. And then at the end when he said, uh, uh, in the name of Jesus you're healed, get up and walk, really got my attention.
4: And so I looked at him and I said, What are you waiting for? You know, stand up. And he stood up.
3: When I got up off the chair and I started walking around and I was shaking my leg and there was no pain. There was zero pain. I knew right then there was a God. And I started believing in God right then and right there.
4: When you feel the power of God coming over you, it's like no other feeling you know God is there.
3: Ever since that day, my back has been pain-free. There is no pain. Stoyan
2: became a Christian that day. He and Angelique joined a church and were baptized together.
4: That was a key turning point in our lives, that healing, because we both experienced that at the exact same moment. God began to work and move in our lives from, from that point. And he kept He kept on like this.
2: Stoyan's journey as a fisherman started over 40 years ago, and he's still going strong today. He has his own boat and crew, and continues to fish in Alaska when he's not working from his home office. If
3: someone that was born and raised in a communist country and being brainwashed in evolution theory, which has no legs to stand on, if someone like that can come to this country and be saved, and become a believer in God and a follower of Jesus, then there's hope for everyone else because I rejected God all my life until God, God got a hold of me and told me that He can do all the kinds of things for me. All I have to do is ask Him. And that's all it takes for you to ask God and He will come into your heart and it will change your life and you will never be the same.
1: That can happen to you. All you have to do is ask God, and he will come into your life, and you'll never be the same. You'll understand. You'll have a heart of understanding. You'll have eyes that see, ears that hear. And just as you heard, when the presence of God comes on you, it is unmistakable. It's the the compelling evidence that Jesus is alive. And he wants you to ask him. Ask him to come in. Ask him to show you. Our next story is of a baby who was healed. When Sandra was born, she had a lot of problems. Her kidneys were failing. Her heart had a, heart had a hole in it. And her left eye was missing an eyelid. Sandra's parents believed in God, yet they had no idea that he could heal until they watched a TV show.
5: It was very traumatic.
6: It was not what any mom would want to hear. Carol was pregnant with her first child and had a routine ultrasound. It revealed that her daughter had excessive fluid in her brain. The one doctor I had said that she probably would be, had
5: an 80% chance of being mentally retarded blind and or deaf
6: because of the compression of the brain while she was forming in my body. That same doctor encouraged Carol to have an abortion. She and her husband, Paul Stanzione, didn't even need to discuss it. The easiest decision was to change doctors.
7: God's given us this child. And if he wants us to have this child, whatever the issues are, we're going to have this child.
6: Carol carried the baby full term, and they named her Sandra. She had several physical deformities. The most noticeable was a missing left eyelid, but there were other problems. And when they uh, started working with her eye, they also found um,
5: that she also had a hole in her heart. As more and more tests were made, more and more problems would just show up.
7: Sandra had kidney issues.
5: We noticed that her left side was not keeping up with the right side. Her left arm was smaller, her left leg was smaller, so it was a very difficult first year. One day the doctor called and gave them more bad news. He said that if her kidneys continued to deteriorate at this rate, she would be dead within the year. I just remember hanging up the phone and had my back to the wall and I just slid down the wall. and just broke down and cried, and I had no hope. I did not have hope. I did not know where to go. I did not know what to do. My daughter needed healing, and I wanted somebody to help pray with me. And I went from church to church, and I basically got the same answers, was that God made her this way. You have to accept this. It was
6: devastating. It was a very isolating time. Carol was flipping through channels one day and found a show she'd never watched before, The 700 Club. There's nothing impossible for God. If Pat Robertson was on TV and he started talking about a God
5: who still heals, a God who still heals, wow. Those are incredible words. I had not heard them in any of the churches. I had not heard them from the people. I just heard that I had to just accept the way Sandra was going to be probably in a wheelchair, or probably with a walker. But this man on TV said, there's a God who still heals. That was amazing. It was amazing. It was exactly what I needed to hear.
7: When Carol discovered the 700 Club and heard of a God that does heal today, it was awesome. And then we started believing that Sandra can be healed. God can do this.
6: There was hope for Sandra. There was hope. Carol began watching the show every day. One time, while praying for Sandra's kidneys, she says she felt power go through her hand as she touched her daughter's back. The next doctor visit revealed something amazing.
7: She had another ultrasound, and the hole in the heart was gone, and they could not find anything wrong with her heart.
5: And I start jumping up and down. I go, oh, it wasn't her kidneys. It was her heart. It was her heart.
6: I'm jumping up and down. I'm praising God.
7: We began to believe that God can do anything.
6: That happened almost 20 years ago. Since then, Carol and Paul say there've been many more miracles. The biggest one was the joy of watching their daughter grow up.
7: She has eyelashes where they couldn't really grow. Um, It's just skin pulled from the side of her face, but God put eyelashes on that eyelid.
5: God did that miraculously, so I can have eyelashes even though it's not a typical normal eyelid. The hole in her heart is gone. Her kidneys are now functioning at normal. She has two legs that are absolutely perfect and beautiful. She went on to be a cheerleader.
7: She's now on the Dean's List at the college she goes to, and I am just so proud of her. There's nothing that she can't do trusting in God.
6: Today, the Stanzione family says they have been forever changed through the healing power and love of Jesus Christ.
5: The Bible says all things are possible through Christ. And I just want people to understand that, that they really can trust Him and focus their lives around Him because He really is the only one that we can fully depend on and trust in.
7: Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
5: I've seen His healing touch, I've felt His healing touch, and He does heal today. And the biggest story is, like I said, is not the heart or the hands or the legs, it's the lives that have been changed. There is hope that that you just can't get from the world or even individual religions. It's about a God who loves us, and He still is. It's very exciting.
1: God still heals today. People want to say the age of miracles is past. All of that was all wrapped up when the Bible was completed, and those miracles were all recorded. Uh, so that we could believe that Jesus is the Messiah. But somehow or other, Jesus changed after the Bible was completed. And those things don't happen today. Well, I'm here to tell you that's all wrong. Those things happen today. God still heals. The reason he does is that he doesn't change. Who changes? We do. We somehow think that Well, we're too smart for miracles or uh, we've got too many options we think that well maybe some doctor will come up with a miracle cure as opposed to believing that jesus will be able to do it for us
0: hello again this is the watchman please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast Dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast. And now you can find us on YouTube. Our last story has to do with a woman who spent 22 years in a wheelchair.
6: Delia
4: Knox, for more than two decades, she was confined to a wheelchair. She couldn't feel her legs, couldn't feel her feet. Walking, that was out of the question, at least until Delia went to a revival service and what happened there has been seen around the world. Take a look.
8: There's a whole lot that I, Don't recall specifically, but I know this. The car vehicle was upside down and they were trying to get me out and there was music playing in my head.
2: On a snowy Christmas day in 1987, Dahlia Knox was in a car with her sister and brother-in-law when they were hit by a drunk driver.
8: I was semi-conscious then I went unconscious. And so then I woke up in the hospital.
2: Although the others escaped with minor injuries, the crash left Dahlia paralyzed from the waist down. Doctors told her she would likely be confined to a wheelchair the rest of her life.
9: From there on, I had to, I mean, I went through, like, what do I do from here now? Where do I go from
2: here? Dahlia was determined to live her life. An accomplished gospel singer, she continued her work in music ministry, but her life was hard.
8: I would continue to go and sing. And I would push myself, you know, into the restroom or the shower, whatever. And then I would drag myself into the car and I would push myself. It was one of those things where you had to drag yourself. You had to push yourself.
2: Delia believed God would heal her as people prayed constantly for her. But after a decade passed with no changes, she started to lose hope.
8: I didn't like going to altar calls because every time I would go somewhere, service would change to a healing service and somebody would try to pull me out of the chair and I've been plopped, dropped, flopped and flipped and you know to the point where I was like I just can't go through that anymore
2: While attending a Christian conference she was captivated by one of the speakers Bishop Levy Knox
8: It was so amazing because he didn't see the wheelchair, he saw beyond
2: the wheelchair He later became her husband and a major source of inspiration for Dahlia
8: I remember him taking me in front of the mirror at home um, and holding me up and, and just say, I want you to see yourself standing. He would take me and dance with me and just, you know, as my legs would dangle, he would take me around. And He was one that always continuously tried to put hope and faith in me as to think beyond that, even though at times I was frustrated about it.
2: By 2010, Dahlia had been in a wheelchair for over 22 years. In August, she and her husband attended a conference hosted by evangelist Nathan Morris.
8: The evangelist went up and he started speaking on healing and all that. Had I known it was a healing service, I have to be honest, I would have never gone.
2: She was at the front of the church with her husband when Pastor Morris started praying for her.
8: Here I am
9: confined for 22 and a half years. In this wheelchair, and for the first time in the longest time, I find myself that something could possibly really be happening. I said, "I'm feeling something in my legs."
0: The power of God is all
9: over this sister right now. She normally has no feelings, but she she can feel our
0: hands on her, her hands on her legs.
9: And she's had no... I had to get to the heart of it. And the heart of it was, are you willing to risk your pride and take a step of faith even if you fall?
2: With the assistance of her husband, Elia slowly rose. She later stumbled and sat back down, fighting to block out the doubts flooding her mind.
9: I remember the words that he prayed were, let faith arise in this woman of God. In Hebrews 11, faith is in the present
8: and the now it, it's standing between two present terms now faith is and i sat there and a righteous indignation came in me a righteous anger came in me i just said to them i just said just worship just worship just worship because i wanted to drown everything that was going out out, out. i just just worship just right worship worship worship
2: then her husband and pastor morris helped her back on her feet she took a few steps on her own Then, as the congregation sang and prayed, Delia started walking around the church.
9: Parapagians will tell you that you can move on your hips. And so I thought, was I moving on my hips? I just started moving my knees up and down, and I started bouncing on my knees. It was like the awakening. This is really happening.
1: She began to take those steps and began to walk. It was like the Word. The word that had already been spoken, uh, beholding the word, uh, hearing the word, and now the manifestation of the promises of God was being fulfilled right before our eyes. It was phenomenal. It was, it was life-changing for us.
2: Over the following weeks, she says God began to strengthen her legs. Three weeks later, she walked in front of her own congregation for the first time. Today, Dahlia leads worship at Living Word Christian Church in Mobile. Where her husband is the pastor. She also dances with him every chance she gets.
8: The miracle is the journey, is not the moment. It's the journey of recognizing who God is. If he would have never healed me, I would still be pushing through to get into his face. Because it's not about the healing, it's about the journey of knowing that God is there for us.
0: Well, thanks again for listening.